It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Divas That Care. I'm Candace Gish. I'm so excited you've all tuned in today's program. I have a great, great guest coming on today. I haven't had the chance to interview her in a while, and I'm excited to hear what's been happening with her. Uh, if this is your very first time tuning into the Divas That Care, a big shout out to all of you, and thank you so much. You know, our show has been running now for 10 years, and uh, we have so many amazing women uh, as hosts on our program at divasthatcare.com. So make sure that you check out their shows and their amazing guests. Okay, everyone. Our guest today is Michelle Wright, and I am beyond excited to have Michelle on. She is absolutely extraordinary, and she always has so many amazing things to share with all of us. So welcome back to the show, Michelle. I'm so happy to have you. I'm so happy to be here, Candice. It's always so much fun to get on this call with you. <laughs> it is so much fun. You know what? We always have a great time. But before we kind of dive into our program today, would you mind spending a couple of minutes sharing a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm uh, I live in a in a small community northeast of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Um, we're about four thousand in the county, and I've been out here on a ranch uh, raising quarter horses and paint horses for the last twenty years with my husband. And we're just now uh, doing a little bit of downsizing, and our kids are going to take over the farm. And so we're we're in a really cool place right now in terms of figuring out like what what's uh, what does it look like for us and and what are we excited about? So, yeah, I would say, you know, that everybody's going through a whole bunch right now uh, worldwide. And uh, we're certainly no different. And we're probably coming from a place that might be helpful for others to think about for sure. So excited. I love the jolt of inspiration tagline that you guys have because it's like it's not like you're just inspired, you know, poetically. It's like zap, you're <laughs> getting inspired. And you do that all the time, Candace. So that's awesome. Oh, thank you. Well, this that's exciting news. I didn't realize that you were going to be doing a big transition like that. And that kind of will lead into some of the things that we're going to be talking about today. So share with our listeners what exactly you do. Yeah, so I, you know, uh, like ourselves, I would say our businesses are those living organisms that they actually have the opportunity to evolve as environmental conditions change, as we change in them. Um, I, I had started my business. Oh, it's about eight years ago now, helping folks rurally uh, transition on their farms. So they might be staying on their farm, they might be leaving their farm, uh, they might be, um, you know, just trying to figure out what the next steps are for them. Some are, some are doing like we are, where they're transitioning the farm to, to a family member or potentially selling it. And, you know, the amount of stuff that we have on farms is exponential compared to what you would have in, a, yeah. in an apartment or in a, in a city home. Uh, and, and I've seen a lot of city homes that can have a lot of stuff. It's the, it's the scale of the, um, 
the stuff that shows up on farms and that has so many emotional attachments to it. Either it was grandpa's first tractor or, you know, especially when a spouse passes away and the, and the items that were purchased or used on the farm belong to the, the spouse who's no longer with us. And then all of those challenges, maybe you weren't that involved in the farm and you're trying to decide, you know, what's the value on some of these things and you're getting a lot of direction from kids and, brother-in-laws and uncles and you know all kinds of people that get involved because it's not just a business there's a family connection that kind of ties a a very broad group of people to that land and uh, and so there's a lot of stuff going on that you're trying to manage what they need manage what you need and and also figure out you know what what does this mean for your life Um, because there's been some sort of a change and and you're trying to deal with everything together. So that was really the start of the business. And I I chose to go into it because I was at an office job, um, still have an office job and, and, and I wanted something I could get out and actually be, you know, physical doing and also just, helping clear space. So wide open spaces is the name of the company. And it really came from, you know, really helping people clear space for themselves to do whatever they want to do with that space. And what I've discovered in in the last couple of years, especially is that I always knew my clients um, could completely do this on their own. They were really looking for guidance and it's turned more into a coaching role. And often I can spend an hour or two with someone on the phone and then they're geared up to go. And it really wasn't about, you know, how do I get this stuff physically out of my way? It was more about what, what does it all mean and, and how do I think about it or how do I feel about it? And getting people into that place that then they can start actually doing what they want to do uh, with those items. And, and you know, I, I haven't been on a farm now helping with a cleanup for about two and a half years. So other than my own, which is, <laughs> that's the transition <laughs> part for us. But uh, yeah, so so it's been a really interesting shift, and and with that, of course, then the opportunity is there for, um, you know, we're not just talking about stuff on our calls, uh, on my calls with the clients. We're talking about, um, you know, what the kids really want to do and how they farm versus how the parents farm, and you know, the stress around uh, things, not just moving away but you're losing your job and you're losing your your property as well in a lot of cases and and there's just a whole bunch of stuff that goes on for people so it's stuff like physical stuff and stuff as Mm -hmm. in uh what's going on inside their heads as well so so uh lots of lots of fun and great great clients that that just you know when they get to that light bulb of wow i could i can actually do this on my own i I just need a couple of resources and, and some, you know, someone cheerleading or coaching from the side and, and, uh, and the pride and the, and the, you know, self-esteem that comes from being able to tackle those things when they seem so overwhelming is, is super positive for, for themselves, for their communities, for their families. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's a great place to be. You know what? I think that that is what everybody needs. I'll be honest with you. You're kind of that neutral person. You're that person that's not emotionally involved in that, but you're there as a soundboard, you know, where people mm-hmm. can kind of share things that are going on. And I think that is probably one of the most amazing jobs ever because a lot of people have a really difficult time with that, doing that transition and not knowing. And there is just too much. There's a lot of input. Honestly, what you were saying is that when families get involved, you know, and you don't want it to affect the family, you know, there's a reason why you're doing this and, and you don't want to, uh, you know, affect those relationships that are there. 
Yeah, no, certainly not in a negative way, but the relationships may need to change a bit um, from what mm-hmm. they were, and then and then how do you do that in a in a constructive way that you know set some boundaries for yourself, um, set some boundaries for the space, even uh, and things that go on there. So yeah, I, I, that's why I have a coach, right? Because I say things to my coach mm-hmm. that I would never say to my spouse, to my kids, to my grandkids, to anybody and it might be about them and it might not be or it might be about something about me that's going on that I just I'm not in that place where I would share it because then it becomes about the other person you're sharing it with in the coaching relationship it's you know I hang up my coaching calls and I just go on to do whatever I was you know the next part of my business because it's not about me in the coaching call it's about the client and wherever they are and and I don't own it I don't take the monkey on my back I don't try and fix anything it's just Okay, bye. And then the next time, it's, what's going on today? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a wonderful place to be. That you're not, you know, your our clients are are as I said, you know, they they get it. They, you know, I say to some of these people, and a lot of them are women. Is you've run this massive farm, this you know, millions and millions of dollars of of farm for the last thirty years. You got this. Like you can do this. This is not, you know, this isn't something that you certainly can't handle or haven't shown that you have the skills to do. Um, it's just all that other la 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 that's going on around them that's that's <laughs> challenging them to move forward. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I've always been a big supporter of anybody that has any type of a business, like a woman in business, to have a coach of some sort because you need that soundboard. You need somebody to talk to because you're right. We don't. We don't share this stuff with our spouses and, and family members, and you don't really want to share it with your friends. You need somebody that, that you can be open with, and you're having issues. You know, you want to be able to share it with them, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what you're doing, and I, I love that. Yeah, and, and it's so true. I mean, how many times do, do people say, well, I want to make a change or I want to do something with my life, and the first thing they hear from those that care about them is, oh, you can't, you shouldn't, I wouldn't think of all these problems. Very true. You know, it's just going to mess everything up. And and it really is, you know, they're speaking from, I care about you, but this also affects me. And so if you go off and do something, especially if you really grow, um, what does that mean about my life? And, and am I in a place where I can actually look at what you're doing and say, wow, I want to follow, I want to do the same thing for myself, or that's too scary, I want to stay where I am. And when I stay where I am, I, I'm trying to pull you back to this as well. And so those those coaching conversations are very much about how do you how do you still love the people you love uh, and grow if they're not yeah. in a place where they they can actually be growing with you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> I guess because now that you're doing things at home and you're not really out there, the COVID nineteen really hasn't affected you in a lot of ways, has it? Well, yeah, it's been interesting. So I, I tend to be more of an introvert. So I was one of the people that when they started to talk about reopening some things after COVID, I was like, no, I'm not ready. I need more time at home. I need more time to kind of get my own stuff together. Uh, and so even that for me was a message like, okay, well, maybe you do have to, you know, put real clothes on and go back into the works workplace. Um, but it, it gave me a message about, well, what is it really about that? Like, am I not the community work that I do for our region? So I'm a community development officer and I help businesses and I help individuals and I help the community groups. And it's all about really helping our community be sustainable. And in coming back to the office, 
uh, I really had to think about what was it about going back to the office that was so challenging for me and, and that I felt that it would be just better if I could just keep working from home. And now I'm trying to create some of that in my life for sure is to balance it a bit more between how many days do I go into the office and how many days do I um, do I stay at home and, and work from home or do mostly growth and development things are happening in the home space because that's where you don't have the distractions. I don't have the distractions. I know a lot of people do um, to be there. So it's, yeah, I'm certainly learning a lot about what, what COVID is showing us and the acceptance by society now for people to actually be able to work from home and not be expected to be yeah. in the office eight to five and, and five days a week is, is helping a lot. Yeah, yeah. And not well, just them saying it to me, but me saying it to myself about what's acceptable for me and what's the context that I've been living with um, around being in the office. It's a whole new mind frame, isn't it? You know, people are really mm-hmm. looking outside the box and thinking things. I, I was mentioning this to a person earlier today that, you know, even with my dad, he's a he works for the government. Well, the government is now having a lot of their, their people staying at home and, you know, he was a big adjustment for him trying not to go to the office and to work at home. But he's like, I really actually enjoy this. The more that I've done it, I've, I've enjoyed doing it. And I think mm-hmm. for you, you know, there's something about having your own space that, you know, if you can work and not get distracted in doing other things, you can probably accomplish a lot more in a shorter period of time. And that's what I've always found as, you know, being an entrepreneur and working at home myself is that I always had, if I had to do something, then I... I focused really intently in that shorter period of time to get things done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And settling some other things. And, you know, it's kind of that, you know, people laugh about, well, you know, my house is cleaner or my kids are, I'm spending more time with my kids and interacting with my kids or whatever those things are. And, and I think that helps too with productivity because then yes. when you're there, you're there. When we're in the office, we tend to be in the office and our minds are there, or our minds are somewhere else saying, well, I should be doing this, or I have this list of things I need to get done at home, or, you know, being able to put the laundry on in the morning, and then go sit for a couple hours on, the, on a Zoom call, or whatever that might be, that that's actually seems to be creating a lot more space in the hours that we have for the day, for myself, and, and I, I get that there's people that this is not a good place for them, and that there's a, a lot of challenges and a lot of things that don't make home very happy for them, and that yes. being in the office has been their salvation, and so that is that, you know, for, for all of us that are entrepreneurs or in organizations is to think about what works for each person, how do we, how do we make that work that. for everybody, yeah. Yeah, because we are well, also it's different. making people think, right? We're we're making it not just about the job; we're making it about the individual, and I, I really love it with when organizations think about that. Yeah, and even having the individual think about it, you know, for someone to say, "Oh, I'm so bored at home. I need to be in the office. I'm the kind of person that needs to be in the office," and others would say, "I'm a fifty-fifty, or I'm a I could just be in the office for the rest of my career, and and or at home <laughs> for the rest of my career." And and figuring out that balance for everybody is so um, it's so interesting after having worked in corporations for you know thirty years and. I remember having these conversations about, you know, I had people on the team that would ask, can I work from home? And, oh, there'd be a big, you know, like you had to get all this approval and, you know, how are we going to know that they're working? And 
boom, in like two weeks, that was just totally not a conversation we were having anymore. It was get home, work from home, please. And then, yes. and then leaders saying, wow, you really are productive at home. You, you really are delivering what I pay you to do. And they were so shocked by it, you know. So, so it took yeah. this as, you know, a, a way to test the waters for um for that and and my you know my question is going to be like okay so what happens in our cities and what happens in our in the rural areas and what happens when when people can choose like if you could work from anywhere where would you choose to work from and what is that going to mean for the hundreds of thousands of office spaces that are currently rented by corporations or government or whatever like how exactly. creative can we be about those spaces and, and so that our cities continue to thrive and they don't, they don't turn to sort of downtown, you know, empty buildings because everybody's at home working. And for us, rurally, huge opportunity for us to attract people out to rural Alberta to, to come and live mm-hmm. and work out here because they can work from anywhere. And isn't it amazing, you know, because it's kind of shifting backwards, you know, where, all of the everybody that lived on farms moved to the cities and now everybody in the cities are moving back to the farms and you know I, mm-hmm. I love that aspect because we're not staying in one spot but you know there's definitely ups and downs to both of them and you're right we have all these big buildings and and a lot of them are empty right now you see signs on them all the time where people are no longer there uh, and mm-hmm. how do you see this because you are definitely you're a community development how do you see this for the future you know in the next you know, six months, year, do you think it's going to get better? Do you think it's going to get worse? Yeah, you know, I, I can't say that I have any psychic abilities. Um, I think that better or worse is going to be a judgment call by every individual to say, is it better for me or worse for me? Um, you know, I have that kind of dark moody thing that comes over me like, oh, is this going to be like the dark ages? And, you know, people are, the rats are going to take over downtown and, you know, that kind of extreme. And then I have the other side where it's like, no, actually we, we morph, you know, we have creative, we have a way to use those spaces in a creative way or, um, you know, at least make them look appealing and, and people are in downtowns, not because they want to be close to their workplace, but because there's other things going on, like the arts communities and things like that, that have centered around, you know, the downtowns that continue could continue to thrive uh, so it, you know, it's, it's the pendulum either way and somewhere in the middle is, is where we always wind up, whether we fight hard to get there or whether we just kind of allow things to, to evolve for rural communities. I can see this as a, I think this is a huge opportunity that people who had to go to the city in order to be employed in whatever their trade was or their profession, no longer need to do that. And and I see it with our rural communities spending far less time traveling to the urban centers to get their goods and services. And if we can get the whole supply chain to rural sorted out, um, that there's another reason they don't have to go. And, and And learning to be okay with, hey, I live rurally and I get that I don't have a movie theater in my community and that's okay with me, right? Um, you know, I don't, I would need mm-hmm. to travel to another community to do that. So, so people are here for a reason, but I think we kind of forgot that reason and started to be, you know, yeah. lots of our community would constantly be on the highway traveling to the larger center to get groceries or, or supplies or entertainment or whatever it was. And, and 
now we're in a kind of habit reforming of what was I really doing there? And this is, I'm still having fun doing this. I'm still having fun here. So um, all those other things where maybe I thought I should. Yeah. Well, I, I think there's more visionaries coming out too out of the woodworks and people are really looking outside the box and trying to figure things out to, you know, not just support themselves, but so many people around them. And, and I love that. And I love what you are doing. You know, you're absolutely inspirational because of what you're doing and how you are supporting people in so many different ways. You know, not just one way. You've, you're, you've got a hat for so many things, and I just think that's great. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun, and it certainly makes it uh, easy to keep your day busy and doing things that actually make sense or, or help or whatever is to, you know, be, be kind of kind of in that shapeshifter position all the time about what's really needed in the in the space right now and and even the piece around visionary leadership that you know we kind of look to our leaders like oh save us you know you gotta and and I think we're in a place now where we're because people are uh, you know a lot of people are starting to get back in in connection with what is it that I really want for myself for my family for my community um that the leadership has gone from like capital L leader to small L leader and, and leaders are starting to pop up all over the place that are doing all these pieces. And, and, and we as citizens, I think are now stepping into, this would be my, you know, if in the best case scenarios that we're learning again, how to be citizens and when, and there's less sort of, well, my road didn't get graded or the snowplow didn't come or, you know, the, my, you know, the council's not doing what they need to do and all that. It's like, how do, like, could I just go do that myself and stop like expecting government to do all these things? Cause I don't think they can afford to anymore. And I don't know that looking to them for, you know, true leadership is oh, so where it's going to show up. Yeah. Yeah, so so that you know, would be I, my you know my wish for the future would they be that we all start to step into this thing that I'm going to go complain to somebody about? Can I actually just deal with it myself with me and my neighbors or or you know something so that it doesn't consume all this time and make it someone else's problem and and you know what can I really do today to to you know I love resolve that. this? Yeah. Well, you know what? I think I love the fact that I think people are going to actually get to know their neighbors. <laughs> you know, yeah. On the go 24-7 yeah. and living in places that, you know, you kind of see people in passing, but you don't really know who they are. You know, maybe developing mm-hmm. those relationships all over again. And, and I, I kind of love that. kind of like that aspect yeah. of going back to the basics. You know, I've found with our, myself and our family – is that we aren't driving to the city like you were saying uh, because, you know, obviously with us, it's because our sporting activities are no longer a go and, you know, we yeah. don't, we can't participate, but it's so nice. I keep thinking, I'm like, wow, I have this extra, you know, couple of hours just to do things that I want to do. And, and it is so, <laughs> for me, it's so relaxing not to be able to have to, you know, be on the go 24 seven. And I feel like I've accomplished more things than I, I could have even imagined before. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? It's just, it's, again, it's such an awakening to, um, you know, it's, to me, it, it's kind of like when we're gaining weight, it's like it just slowly, 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 and then all of a sudden we go, <laughs> what? 
you know, and, and it's like, it's like when we fill our lives with all these, act- yeah, sure, I'll come to that bake sale. And yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll sign my kids up for that. And it's going to mean more driving and let's, you know, try and coordinate and blah, blah, blah. you know, like we're making these complicated schedules and we've all got electronic daytimers and everything to keep track of our social events, not just our work stuff. And then, uh, and then it's like, yeah, what am I doing? And, and that is probably the, you know, that message of COVID saying, we're going to stop all these activities. And now people can choose again, you know, they can choose what they're going to do with their time. And part of that is a risk assessment. Do I go because there's other people around that this could be risky for me or my family or, you know, the kids saying, I don't really care if I go back to hockey. You know, I, I really like doing this other thing that I've learned about myself, you know, some hobby they've developed or, or even just having time to, you know, do what they want to do and, and, and like, like us, right, actually spend time doing the things we want to be doing. <laughs> I know, exactly. I think my kids have gone to that too. Oh, my goodness, Michelle. I have had such a great time chatting with you. Uh, is there a way that our listeners can get a hold of you? Uh, if they've got questions on anything that you do, you know, how can they, yeah, absolutely. How can they say, hey, so, help me? <laughs> yeah, so definitely, I mean, uh, Facebook's probably the easiest. So it's Michelle Wide Open Spaces. You can search Facebook for that. It's just all one word. Um, that's probably the easiest place to find me. I certainly answer ma- messages there. Uh, email as well is just Michelle Wide Open Spaces at gmail.com. So certainly reach out. Uh, and, and if you're passionate about this type of work, about farm cleanups or working rurally or whatever that is, those, I'd love to have conversations about that. What does that actually look like? Or if you're thinking about relocating to a rural area and you're not really sure who to talk to about, you know, where to get the information that you need, because often we don't have the sophisticated attraction tools that some of the larger centers have, uh, absolutely reach out and, uh, and let's have a chat. And as always, coaching is available as well. So, um, yeah, hopefully you'll hear me on Divas again soon. And uh, yes, um, always, always a blast to, to talk to you. And I will leave you with one thing, which is from uh, Shakespeare in Love, when the one character will say, you know, it always works out in the end. And everybody says, well, how do you know that? And he says, well, because if it's not worked out, it's not the end yet. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I'm there. Sorry. Did I lose you? <laughs> I, I had it. this incredibly I, pithy statement, and it's probably in dead air. <laughs> I was going to say, I heard the beginning of it, and then I didn't hear anything after that. But you know what? It was awesome. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you have a great day, and we will, we will be talking to you again soon. Yes. Thank you so much. And, you know, a big shout-out to all of our listeners out there. You all have a fantastic day and that you do something kind for something. Until next time, everyone. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and, of course, on divasthatcare.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.